Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of I've Got Questions, a wonderful pre-modern podcast. My name is William Hurst, and today we are shining a spotlight on a deck that has been making the rounds and really impressed me in the few kind of times I've played against it. Um, when you speak of the term dredge, uh, it, it really brings up some memories for a lot of magic folks of graveyard interactions, having to deal with it, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not a mechanic you typically associate within pre-modern, but uh, for everybody listening and for your pleasure, we have something at home, and that's Dredge at home. And today we have James Hadley with us today. James, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, it's my really pleasure. It. Um, and James is, um, now I don't know if you were ever the one to, first do this general idea, but it was the first one that came up and you were recommended to me by uh, Robin Lund and some others as kind of the originator of how this initial shell took place. And we call this dredge at home. And before we jump into it, can you give us a brief idea of how you found pre-modern and um, how you showed up on this idea of a deck? Uh, yeah. So I, I've been playing Magic for since uh, my very first pack of cards was was Nemesis. Um, uh, I bought a Nemesis pack and I opened a Lin CV. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. Uh, I just thought it was it was a legendary creature. And I got really excited, you know. Uh, so I've been playing Magic since like Nemesis Invasion Onslaught um, block, and uh, you know, I think I speak for a lot of people who are in the the pre modern world where like I've just kind of gotten burnt out with like product releases and set releases and I play modern and I do play legacy and I play all these other formats, but it's just keeping up with it's tough. The formats are expensive. There's new cards all the time. The new cards are always expensive. And like with power creep, they're always like, you always need to get those new cards. And I just, you know, as soon as I heard about pre-modern, um, I was intrigued. Uh, it was probably at this point, uh, 2020 was when I first heard about it. Um, my friend uh, Jason um, told me about it, and I, I threw together a deck. And at the time, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of people in the area playing, so I just remember putting it together. I put together um, uh, blue red wildfire because I really really love the card wildfire, <laughs> um, and it just sat in a deck box for about a year and a half, um, and maybe halfway through last year closer to the end of 2022 uh i the community in my local area started to kind of pick up a little bit and people started to kind of talk about it um and we all got together for a local event and that really kind of kicked it off for me uh and then i i met um i didn't meet uh, i'm friends with uh, Corey abrams who is also part of the the pre-modern uh, community. He's really active in the pre-modern online play group, uh, but he's also a local friend of mine. Like I've been playing Magic alongside of him for a few years. Um, and he mentioned uh, the webcam leagues uh, and I've been playing in the monthlies since he mentioned those to me. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's kind of consumed my, my magic, uh, my magic focus. Like I really love the format. And I really enjoy it. And going back to, like I said, my very first pack of cards was nemesis playing on my friend's floor with like cards from onslaught and legions. Like I, every time I like, you know, I draw a card or like, you know, I played an event this past weekend and I played machine head. And every time I drew lava born muse, I got, I had those, the, 
I just got excited because playing with these cards that I remember playing with when I was a kid. So, yeah, that's awesome to hear. I think that echoes a lot of uh, what the community has done and found its way to the format itself. So it sounds like you've kind of taken around with decks. You had nostalgia. So let's talk about how we landed at the idea of kind of dredge at home. And as we do, let me kind of read out uh, kind of that initial deck list you sent me. Uh, for a creature package, uh, Nether yep. sh- four Nether Shadows, four Squee Goblin Naboo, four Ashen Ghoul, four Icarid, four Kravakian Horror, one Wonder, three Breakthroughs, three Cabal Therapies, four Careful Studies, three Talarian Winds, two Buried Alives, four Zombie Infestations, one Cabal Pit, one Cephalid Coliseum, six Island, two Salt Marsh, six Swamp, four Underground River, and then we have a sideboard consisting of various favorites. Tormont's Crypt, 3 Anul, 3 Blue Elemental Blast, 1 Cabal Therapy, 2 Chill, 2 Energy Flux, 2 Engineered Plague, 1 Perish. Um, so as you look at this deck, obviously you have your all-star hitters for things coming from the graveyard under various conditions. You have Squee, you have Nether Shadow, etc. And you also have uh, a Zombie Infestation for that natural synergy. How did you initially put this together and where did the idea come from uh, to get it in this form at first? Uh, Yeah. So when, like I said earlier, my first deck was wildfires because I love the card, but I'm, if you ask any of my friends, uh, I've always played graveyard decks. Like they're, they're my favorite. Um, I hate lands and I love graveyards. Um, Those are just like the, the, the things that uh, my friends always say to me about about playing Magic. Um, and in Legacy, I played Dredge a little bit, and I played Reanimator. Um, but in Modern, uh, one of the decks I had the most success with was actual Dredge, and uh, particularly Crabvine. Um, Vengevine is one of my favorite Magic cards ever printed, and going back to Legacy Dredge, like old Legacy Dredge, um, Icarid is a lot like Vengevine um, in the fact that they come back pretty consistently, have haste. Um, so I was trying to find a way to play, really play Icarid. Um, and the initial idea came from, I just started to kind of look at decks that would, the cards that would synergize with it. Um, Nether Shadow was an obvious one and Ashen Ghoul was one. Uh, and in early in my research for, for decks, just kind of like exploring to see if these cards found their way in any other list, uh, I stumbled on the list I think it was posted, man, from 2018. There's some videos, random videos on YouTube of a deck called Zombie Spark. Uh, and it's a red-black version of this deck, kind of. Um, it doesn't have Icarate in it, but it does play cards like Firestorm uh, and Death Spark. Um, and I don't know, for you know, for those who aren't familiar with Death Spark, has the same rules of uh, Nether Shadow, where it's a instant deals one damage to a creature player, but you can return it to your hand during your upkeep if there's a creature card directly above it. So this red-black deck was really trying to synergize, um, you know, use the kind of the great same graveyard ordering strategy um, as Dredge at Home, and it also plays Zombie Infestation. And that was when I was like, oh, hey, I should just be playing Zombie Infestation in my in my list. Um, and I kind of started to put it together. Um, but what decided the color, um, the blue-black in particular, was one of the key cards in... Uh, Crabvine and Dredgevine in Modern and Legacy is is using Wonder. 
because you use cards like uh, Hedron Crab and some other stuff. So I really, really wanted to play Wonder because giving your creatures flying is just a way to just break the the ground battle that you have with a lot of other aggro decks. Um, so it just kind of started really when I saw that Zombie Spark deck. It it sparked it sparked this whole thing for me. Um, and you know, playing Wonder, I wanted to play Blue um, and Old Legacy Dreads used to play Breakthrough uh, and obviously Careful Study. So those were easy includes. So it just kind of like spiraled from there. Um, as soon as I saw that uh, that Zombie Spark list using a very similar array of cards, um, I knew that this would be a good shell for it. Um, I just was able to alter it a little bit and play the cards that I wanted to. Um, and Icarid, though, wasn't in this other list, fits in really well because you just have a bunch of black creatures and you're playing a discard graveyard deck. So absolutely. And, and I love it too. I loved old dredge as well. Um, even going back to when it was in standard and rapidly, you know, stink weed imps, uh, uh, Golgari grave troll, things like that. Uh, dark blast in particular life from the yep. loam. We can go on and on. And I really love this list. Um, and what first saw me too is, is I'm a huge fan of Talarian wins. I think there has to be a deck somewhere that yep. breaks that card or can be put together. So that's when I looked at it. And I had put something similar like this together. It was um a same kind of theme with the zombie infestation. Um and I and I assume the zombie infestation was, you know, it's a natural thing. I need cards in the graveyard, I want to pay off for it, etc. It's a natural fit. And I had started off with yep. a list similar to this, but it was a um Patriarch's bidding list because Icarid, Kravakian Horror, okay. Ashen Ghoul, they're all horrors. And then it had like Liquidus's champion in it. Um so the idea awesome. in and of itself was something I loved to see. So when you fir- first put this together and you started putting it through its paces, um this is pretty close to the first list uh, I got to play against uh, Rich Shea who had put it together at some point. I know he had been working on with others on this as well is, uh, you know, it gave Sly a run for its money. It gave other decks a run for its money. What were your experiences with this initial version of the deck? Uh, so the initial version I played in a few monthlies, uh, and what I had found uh, was that it was... It was particularly soft to... It was particularly soft to... Um, graveyard interaction and graveyard hate um partially because this particular list running zombie infestation and um you know talarian wins like your payout your discard spells or breakthrough careful study talarian wins and zombie infestation um and all of those kind of operate on the same principle of just trying to get stuff in the graveyard and recur them it gives your opponents an opportunity Zombie infestation is different because you could get a 2-2, but the other three really rely on your opponent not being able to do anything about the cards in your graveyard before they can really, you know, before they can do what they need to do. Um, so I've actually, you know, in in the later lists, and I know we'll talk about that later, I'm not playing Talarian wins anymore because I felt like I needed, what I was running into is I felt like I needed another angle of attack just in case. Um, and what I was finding was a lot of people were bringing in sweepers too, so um, finding a way to hedge against sweepers and, and be a little bit better, um, you know, not have all my creatures die to, uh, to a pyroclasm. <laughs> uh, so those are the, the problems I was running into where, where I just wanted 
a slightly different angle. Um, and also the other thing that I ran into with this first uh, iteration was um, the fact that Tolarian wins and breakthrough do not play very well together. Um, because, you know, breakthrough, if you, a lot of times you'll find yourself wanting to break through for one on turn two or breakthrough for two on turn three. And then after that, Tolarian wins doesn't really do a whole lot. Cause if you Tolarian wins with two cards in your hand, you're only going to draw one. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And that's always been the, <clears throat> Thing with Talarian wins is just just never it's never quite had enough to get there. Um, yeah. The fact yes. that it's an instant though, like some it's it's a it's a very very plausible card for the mm-hmm. list, and the fact that it's an instant, you know, you can get underneath some counters well as at the end of your opponent's turn, and but it's it's a uh, it's it just didn't play well with breakthrough and breakthroughs too good in the deck. Perfect <laughs> sense. Um, so as I was looking at this list once you sent it to me. Um, and some of these questions may be answered in further lists, but um, I love the inclusion of Cephalid Coliseum. Uh, that's been a favorite card of mine for a while mm-hmm. uh, for what it does, and I'm very surprised it's not used um, more effectively. So I'm glad to see that there. Uh, things that we're wondering about, we know the power of Breakthrough. Very live, obviously yep. an amazing card, getting three cards of your choice into your graveyard. Let's start with... Um, and this is not taking consideration future lists, and we'll get to it. Is a card like um, yep. was I surprised not to see it? Frantic Search was one I was like, I wonder what about that one. Why would Frantic did Frantic Search not give you enough bang for the buck for essentially being a three free spell? What or was it ever considered? Um, it. I considered it. It was like in the initial pool of cards that I was mm-hmm. putting together when I first put the list together. Um, and I, I think the reason I cut it was, um, or the reason I didn't try it uh, was because I didn't, I didn't like the, the three mana cost. Uh, a lot of times the deck operates on one right. or on, on two lands. Um, and if I'm spending three mana, I would, I would rather play, be play a, play a buried alive but uh i honestly haven't tested uh frantic search so there is possibility where you know i can see playing it untapping you know you hit a buried alive and then you're able to also cast a buried alive um so that's something that i never really got around to testing because the in the future lists the the cards that i had in the in the list were were so i was so happy with um the only card in this initial list that i would want to, to cut for it is Talarian wins um but when we talk about future lists later, I, I removed it for another card that I don't think I would want to take Makes out for frantic search. Um, because, because buried alive, you know, is the only other card in this list that you'd want to, you know, if you're competing with that three CMC slot, that's the only thing that you'd want to take out. And it's, it's too good. It's a gotcha. triple in tomb and, <laughs> for the deck. And that was the next <laughs> thing I was going to ask leading into the, another three mana cost spell is um intuition. You, you would think would maybe be a pretty natural yeah line uh line for this deck do you was it did buried alive just do the job better for what you're doing or what, what are your thoughts on people who say intuition might be fantastic for this list um so and i have not tried an intuition sure. um it is more of a budget thing for me um sure. it is a, it is a very expensive card um it's it's really good um and i think the only thing that that intuition can do that buried alive can't is grab three cabal therapies or grab three zombie infestations. Um, 
and you know, I know there's some, you know, there are some, you know, some combinations of cards because you don't all have to, you don't have to get all the same same mm-hmm. name uh, same card um, if you don't want to. But then you're giving your opponent the ability to choose what you put in your hand and what goes in the graveyard. Uh, and I think anytime you're giving your opponent a choice, a lot of times it's not going to work out in the best in your favor because you don't know what they have in their hand. You don't know what uh, what they're what they might yeah. have for a response. Um, I also don't love the idea of. You know, if you're using intuition to find a zombie infestation, you're going to put two of them in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. You don't have any way to get them back. If you play this, if you play that third one and then they kill it, you only have one left in the deck. Uh, and the deck does so well digging um, between mm-hmm. careful study and breakthrough uh, and cephalid coliseum that the intuition is just if you're using it to find uh, a card. Uh, I think the deck digs well enough that you can find uh, you can find the cards you're looking for anyway. Um, I just don't like that you give your opponent the choice. I like just like dumping all three cards in the graveyard. Um, but it is something that if I played mm-hmm. it, I would I would play one. Um, because in later lists, we can talk about it. I'm running uh, three Buried Alives now. I could see playing two Buried Alive and one Intuition because it does have benefits. And there are moments where you're like, man, I really Absolutely. wish I could get a Cabal Therapy yeah, no, and <laughs> in the graveyard. It, as I said, this deck impressed me when I played against it. Um, I'm a huge uh, shocker. I, I, I enjoy Sly. Um, and things like that. Uh, yep. But it cleared the game. It's like it races Sly pretty well, amazingly enough. They were some near nail biters. Um, outside of the yep. obvious need to dodge graveyard hate, which with one of those this type of deck, it's eh, it's what you got to do. Um, what? Yeah, right. you're not going to be able to beat everything. A hundred percent. This is part of it. What? What matchups did you find? Um easiest and then what matchups did you find most challenging initially mm-hmm. um easiest matchups uh really uh standstill um and yeah standstill and dead guy L were the two easiest matchups that i i found at first and and a little bit less so the rock um because they tend to have like a lot more naturalizes and you know pernicious deed is a hell of a card uh but uh yeah it's any sort of mid-range control deck uh this mm-hmm. deck tends to eat alive and then what how would it feel against if you got a um, chance to play against like goblins or elves kind of those tribal strategies that are quite fast it a lot of it um they're matched pretty well uh i wouldn't say that it's a bad matchup or a good matchup um i think it really just depends the how the how the matches go. I've played a number of times like, times against goblins and elves, uh, survival elves particularly. Uh, and uh, I th- want to say I've probably won mm-hmm. and lost about 50, 50. Um, and it really just depends on, on how the, how the game plays out. What kind of, if they have a really explosive start, it can be really hard to keep up with because this deck is, is explosive, but it's not like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no combo kill. Uh, unlike elves where they're able to like dump an anger in the graveyard, get a bunch of creatures and then come all you or something like that. It's, you know, this deck needs a few turns to, to get absolutely to get the engine going um, typically. Uh, so the decks that tend to be really explosive um, and also, you know, goblins, if they have an explosive start, um, you know, the one thing I think a lot of people noticed about this list when it was first making the rounds is mm. there's no main deck removal. Uh, 
So there's not a lot you can do about a resolved creature. So if they stick a turn one um, mm. lackey and they're on the play, there's not really a whole lot you're going to be able to do against yeah. a CGN commander that comes down. So it really just depends, uh, I think, on in those matchups. Uh, play draw matters. And I think, uh, you know, if they don't have an explosive start, um, at least pre-board, uh, this deck you know, it, it'll it's it'll be better in better in your favor if they start sense. isn't as explosive. So, kind of recapping <clears throat> where we were initially is, uh, deck seems explosive. It's running a lot of cheap tools. You can get under counter spells, uh, strong against control mid rangey strategies. But with the obvious drawback of uh, being susceptible to both graveyard hate, uh, sometimes being raced mm-hmm. uh, in general. Um, so when I look then now at kind of a your current deck, and you can kind of tell me how this evolved, is um you did and oh and you said also not having a secondary game plan beyond kind of getting them back. Yeah. Uh, so as I look at the current list you sent me, and we'll talk about how it evolved, or I'll let you talk about that. Um, you did answer a lot of those issues, at least the way I wa- uh thought and answer some of the things I wondered why they weren't there, but now they are. So the current list you sent me uh, was three Nether Shadow, three Psychotog, four Squee, four Ashen Ghoul, four Icarid, four Kravakian Horror, one Wonder, three Breakthrough, three Cabal Therapy, three Careful Study, three Buried Alive, or sorry, four Careful Study, three Buried Alive, four Zombie Infestation, two Cabal Pit, one Cephalid Coliseum, five Island, three Polluted Delta, Five Swamp, four Underground River, with a sideboard of four Null, three Elemental, Blue Elemental Blast, two Chain Vapor, three Null Rod, two Engineer Plague, one Snuff Out. And right off the bat, uh, I can see you answered some problems um, or some areas of concern. The, when I had first seen your first list, I was like, where are the Null Rods <laughs> initially? There. <laughs> I, I was just like, them. oh my god, I can't imagine <laughs> playing this without Null Rods. And respect to you for doing it. I'm glad you have the Null Rods, but that answered that question for me. And then um, another big change is the three Psychotogs, uh, which I am assuming is now yep. the backup plan. Um, so why don't you it go is. ahead and tell me, how did we get from where we were initially to here? Yeah. Um, so again, the 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 big problem that I was running into, or a big problem, not the like every deck tends to have their problems, but uh, one of the problems I was running into was not having not having a, a plan. You know, a plan C, I would say, because I guess yep. plan A is zombie infestation. You're trying to overwhelm them, but then the sub plan B is like returning Icarids and Ashen Ghouls and um, and Nether Shadows, uh, and then plan C is like throwing creatures with Krovik and Horror, which has happened. I've won through an elephant grass, throwing 15 creatures at somebody before. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) I was like, how am I going to beat this card? And then I was like, well, if he's not going to kill me, I I can just ping you to death. (laughs) And it it worked out. But uh, And then um, having Psychotog. um, And Psychotog has been a a very, very um, welcomed inclusion in the list. And I don't, I wouldn't go above three, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. go less than three either. Um, it's just nice to have. Um, and it kind of like Tolarian wins it, you know, it mm-hmm. gives you another discard outlet. Um, so you can just play a Psychotog on turn three and start throwing creatures in the graveyard to get them back. Um, 
but having the ability to at instant speed just grow bigger um you know and dodge pyroclasms and bolts um it's it's been a it's been a great great addition into the deck and i was glad i put that in over and that was the card that mm. i removed Telerian wins for um which is why like if i were going to put an intuition in now i would it would be buried alive or a psychotog and I don't know if I really that want make, to take it out. That makes one. sense. <laughs> um, so since you've made these changes, where are you now on kind of what are the next problem areas you're trying to solve with this deck? Or where is it still um, trying to find the right numbers? Because this looks like a pretty refined list. And I know a, a decent amount of people have been playing it and talking about it. Um, so what are you still trying to solve yep. and where do you kind of see this going from here? Uh, yeah, so I think I don't, it's kind of hard, uh, because I think one of the things I really have enjoyed about this deck and what I really like about this deck is I feel like the deck actually has quite a number mm-hmm. of flex spots. Um, and a lot of the discussion that I see in the discord is people talking about, um, you know, my first list that I had uh, was running three cabal pit and people were like, man, I can't believe you weren't running Cephalid Coliseum. And I was like, well, my first list had one of each, but I was running cabal pits because there was a time for like a few months where like, I was just seeing mm-hmm. nothing but meddling mages and I want to make sure I can kill it. Uh, and, you know, so the choice to run Cabal Pit or Cephalid Coliseum, uh, I think, um, I think depends on what you expect to see. If you're expecting to run into more counter spells, um, and you know you just want some ex- explosivity, um, Cephalid Coliseum is a better card. If you want to be able to shrink a, uh, you know, shrink an Exalted Angel uh, or kill a Goblin Lackey uh, or you know, deal with stuff like Cabal Pit mm. has been an invaluable card for me. Um, so I think there's flexibility there. Um, I think if someone wanted to play Intuition, I think there's, you know, you could remove a Buried Alive uh, and play an Intuition. Um, same with the sideboard. Uh, I think there's a lot of things in the sideboard that you can play. There's just a lot of flexibility in the list. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I think the particular list that I currently have, uh, you know, if I was going into an event where I was expecting to see certain lists, it would probably change. Uh, and I don't know how much more refining, at least from my perspective, the list can get. Uh, I just think it depends. What you would play would depend on what you expect to see. Absolutely. Um, and I think the one the one problem uh, or the one issue that a lot of people have been discussing, uh, and I also have recognized is that nether shadow is, is a little bit anemic compared to the rest of the deck. Um, It is just a one, one for two black, but it also has the benefit of being a creature that can get exiled to Icarid. It's still, it's still Icarid food uh, at the end of the day. And, you know, even being able to bring it back or play it on turn two to sack a cabal therapy um, to cast it again is also really nice. So, I don't know. Um, you know, there's been discussion about whether or not you should play the fetch lands or not. I think the fetch lands are good if you want to, you know, I was running into some problems where the fetch lands would go on top of a Krovican horror, mm. uh, and then I wouldn't be able to return it. Um, but you know, if I'm playing wonder and now trying snuff out in the sideboard, I think I would rather have the ability to make sure I can find the Island or the swamp, gotcha. uh, if I need it for those cards. Um, also, I wanted to uh, mention too that one of the reasons I added Psychotog in the de- or like the, I love Psychotog is that uh, if you have to have suboptimal graveyard pitches when you're you know 
going through breakthrough or careful study, uh, the exile of the graveyard is really, really relevant in rearranging mm. and reordering your graveyard. Uh, and that's something that's been really, really, really powerful in a lot of games um, to be able to re reactivate your Krovik and Horrors to get them back to your hand. I like that. Um, so I had, as I was uh, thinking through with this deck, and I, I like to come up with ideas, so I want to run some cards by you sure. and get your thoughts on them. Um, yeah. I have a, in the li- in the li- link I sent you. I have a, a list of possible options and cards that I want to try, but I'm, I definitely want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely, I'm, I'm totally and I'm loving about it. So you already have some of the things in here. Um, the undead gladiator was one. Um, we've talked yeah. intuition, Talarian wins. Um, yep. for the sideboard, hey, we're on the same page. Uh, sickening dreams, sickening dreams. I feel like it would be a natural in this deck yep. and deals with a lot of the tribal issues, probably even better than engineered plague does sometimes. So, yeah, okay. Um, I haven't had the chance to try it. Um, I haven't had the chance to try sickening dreams. Uh, I like you know, part of the reason we love I love pre modern and where the name Dredge at Home comes from because. A lot of the games we play at home, uh, I don't have as much time to play as I wish I did. So there are a lot of cards I still haven't had the chance to test. Um, uh, and but I have not played. I have not tested Sickening Dreams. Uh, I have another uh, friend. Um, his name's uh, no, you know, I won't say names. So I have another friend who's local who's been playing the list and talking um, in the Discord, and he's been playing Sickening Dreams, and he likes it. So uh, I think there's definitely, definitely a possibility yeah, there over sure. Engineered Plague. Um, legacy weapon, which you have listed, um, that I never thought of. It's an interesting one as a way to, um, just, um, make more efficient use out of the zombie infestation and other things. Um, that is really cool to see. Another card I thought about is, um, oh, what is it called? It's the three man enchantment, draw three cards, discard four, return it to your hand. Yeah, what, what do you think about uh, attunement? Do you think this is probably too expensive for what you need? Um. Yeah. Like again, if I'm spending three mana, uh, I would. I think I'd rather just yeah. do a breakthrough uh, for X equals two or, or buried alive. Um, and yeah, uh, that's not a card I, I considered though, because usually you see it in replenish decks. So I just that that. Playing that never crossed my mind, uh, but the discard Maybe. four is pretty nice. So I don't know. Yep, um, something to consider I like, for sure. Uh, duress <laughs> is always something to think about, and can certainly uh, filter its way in to decks, uh, especially in a more control or even. I, I would assume this deck has a little bit of issue, especially with no permission against combo decks. I would. I'm maybe I'm making a baseless assumption. It just feels like the weapons aren't quite there. Fight for fighting a lot of those. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, um, the really, really, really fast combo decks, um, like uh, full English breakfast, um, even uh, even devourer, uh, can be a struggle just because you know if you don't have the you know devourer is a little different because you run a null, but if you don't have the annul for right. the right piece, then you lose. Uh, you also can't annul a fling, so if you you know, if they stick a devour and then they have the fling, it doesn't matter. Um, no, you're right. There, it does struggle against uh, combo decks. Um, and, you know, similarly, it's not like a combo deck. Uh, like, kind of is, it's more like Delver, I would say, but Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. It struggles against Dreadnought. And I'm assuming uh, that's where, um, in this new sideboard, the uh, 
you know, the snuff outs and the chains and the nulls really help out. Um, along yep. the line of one drops, um, yep. and maybe even lackeys, it may be too narrow. What do you think? And it may replace a nether shadow because nether shadow is probably the weakest of the creatures for what it's doing. Um, yes. what about festering yep. goblin? It doesn't come back. I have, I have to. It's a yeah. one mana one one, and I, I think it's a sacrifice. Give creature minus one minus one, or if it dies, yeah, it doesn't if it need to die. Okay, it's not a sacrifice die. one. Maybe I'm misremembering it. Okay, maybe not. Oh, what about putrid imp? Mm. So enables your disc. Enables your discard. No? Blocks yeah. a lackey. Yeah. I could see, yeah, I could see Putrid Imp being played over okay. uh, Psychotog, honestly. Or or even Psychotog or even Nether Shadow. I um, like. You know, even e- even though Nether Shadow is just the one one, the fact that it just yeah. comes back for free is really nice. There's a lot of times where it, you know that extra one point of damage does matter. Um, but you know, Psychotog uh, or even just taking a Nether Shadow for, well, I for wonder, Putrid Imp, I can see that. I, um, you know, see in my brain, I have these cards that are pegged as like particular like form, you know, uh, deck staples. Like Putrid mm-hmm. Imp, I'm like, oh, that's a Reanimator card. And you see a tune, and you're like, that's a Replenish card. Yeah. I'm like, no, like and they I can, can see Nether Shadow maybe being with Buried Alive, like. <laughs> maybe having one or two nether shadows like it's not a prime thing you're wanting to happen um but no it's interesting right. and then one card that petri dim's good i'm gonna i'm gonna put that down that's something i, I, I wanted i want to try it now because like you know it's a one one it's, it's a flyer um, like and then a thought i had was um it's not perfect but it can Help maybe in a grindy matchup is um, Oath of Ghouls. I will have to look that one up up. to remember what it does. So I'm not sure um, okay. for the audience, Oath of Ghouls, since you've brought it up, do you mind reading the text for the audience? Sure. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player chooses target player whose graveyard has fewer creatures, creature cards in it than their graveyard does and is their opponent. The first player may return a creature card from their graveyard to their yep, hand. So if I'm thinking of that right, maybe I'm wrong. Is that going to be an interesting... After board, you can just like, if you're afraid of graveyard, hey, not wanting to dump in there too quickly, that can allow you to like cycle Kravakian horrors coming back to your hand, like hard casting Icarids if you need to. It may be very narrow and not good, but it's a different avenue. So I don't know. For sure. Yeah, no, it's something to consider. Like I said, this is, you know, when I think of Oath, <laughs> I just think of Oath of Druids. I forget the Yo. other the other Oaths are still um, legal. <laughs> so speaking of blue, yeah. so there's a couple other things. So you said the red is uh, probably kind of on our side. We don't have like, uh, I think I was talking with um, a couple of people about this and it came up as like, man, red really wishes it had like faithless looting or, you know, something of that nature, right? Uh, that it has nowadays. 
right? The uh, like draw two, discard two card mm-hmm. spells. Um, without those, it may be yep. good, but red does provide you anger. <sighs> Is there any way in this list to run a way to get a basic mountain, like a bloodstained mire or anything like that, to turn on an anger? And anger could just be one of like wonder. Or do you think that gets too complex? Uh, I think that might get too complex. Um, you know, it doesn't seem, I don't think it seems like it, but the mana tends to feel pretty, pretty tight. Because uh, a lot of times I'm, you know, I find a lot of times I'm break, playing breakthrough, honestly, for X equals one on turn two to try okay. and find the zombie infestation. Uh, and then it gets a lot less likely where you'll find your mountain. Um, if anger was a black creature and you could exile mm-hmm. it to an Icarid, I would say, let's do it. Um, I have considered playing, um, you know, sometimes playing a, uh, a, a, a um, what's the black fil- Is it filth? The black incarnation filth. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives them swamp walk. Um, I thought about maybe sideboarding that. Um, but I think if I were going to do anger, um, I want to tinker around with a red version of this. That's kind of like the zombie spark. Like I said before zombie spark mm-hmm. was like the red black version that uh, kind of inspired this list. And I think I want to try a version with, um, I want to try a red black version. Cause you get cards like, you know, you can play gamble, uh, and you yep. can play firestorm. Um, and Deathmark, if you want, and I think Anger would fit really, really well in that list. Uh, I think in this one, just because you have you have to find the basic mountain, um, I think it would get a little, yep, a little I bit guess. clunky. But it's a good idea. Sometimes I wish I could just attack <laughs> with all my zombies that I make. Another, <laughs> another that make. avenue on that one, something I messed around with before, and it's not an uncommon concept, but meshing is you take this idea, you put it with red, right, and then you uh, take um, yep. elements of the Death Ball deck. So you put in, um, say, like four ball lightnings and reanimates and um, unearths um, and yep. enter them that way, therapy, sack them. Um, that was an idea I've had as well. And that would open up your red options that it could be interesting. I don't know. It could be, yeah. Uh, I do like I do like ball lightning being able. Uh, to unearth ball lightning is something that I <laughs> something that I, I really I really would like that. to do. Um, um, yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of way to go. You still get a lot of your tools, but I do think you're right that the blue is the most consistent way to do this. Is there? Yeah, just I th- I think just breakthrough is just oh. an absolutely incredible card. Uh, every time I cast it, it's just uh, it's just you know something you play mm-hmm. it for X equals one to find your thing or. I played it for zero to just get my whole hand in the graveyard because I had like two Icarids, <laughs> two Ashen Ghouls, two Krovic and Horrors, and Absolutely. a Squee, and I'm like, okay. And it's just, it's, it's just yeah. such a powerful wonder, card in this list. Oh no! See now I'm going crazy. Now I'm thinking it's like, is there a way to play no basic lands and put Hermit Druid this and cycle all these into your graveyard and just massively swing? So when you send me the message on on discord asking you know to think about uh the initial lists and i told you i had played with some i had played with some wild list ideas the very 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 first iteration of this deck was a hermit surprise <laughs> because i was just i was just trying to like how do i get everything in the graveyard how can i attack with everything uh-huh. all at once and it was just it isn't wasn't the wasn't the right wasn't the right deck for it um 
because then I was like, oh, then I can just play Sushi Ghoul, and then it just turns into turns into breakfast. Yeah. And I was like, it's you know different deck. But the first list that I had was a Hermit I, <laughs> deck with one island, I'm so almost, I can play one. Also, like, um, was it what's the card that's uh, is it Day of the Damned or what is it? The one mana get one black mana for each creature card in your graveyard. Songs of the Damned. I thought about is there a combo? Can we do that? And then we somehow like add that to the pool and then like um drain life them and then attack okay, them. So, and, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like you it's like you uh you read my mind when you, I told you I was gonna tell you about all the wild lists I tried before I, I built this. So the other crazy list that I built um was with zombie infestation and uh, a card called Oh god uh, Necrolasia. And I don't know. Let's, let's remind. Let's tell the viewers this one because it's uh, it's not coming to me. Uh, okay, Necrologia. Uh, it is three black, three colorless, and two black. Cast a spell only during your end step, and it has additional cost to cast a spell. Pay X <laughs> life, draw X cards. Okay. So the deck revolved around sticking a zombie infestation and then ritualing into a Necrologia, Necrologia, and drawing hopefully 15 or 16 cards uh, and then throwing them all in the graveyard, playing a songs of the damned uh, getting everything back. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and then there's a card called twilight's call uh, from invasion that says uh, return all all creatures from your graveyard to play. Um, But you can play it as an instant. If you play Mm. an additional two for it. So you would hopefully get eight creatures in your graveyard Use Songs of the Damned to bring everything back. Uh, and it was playing Laquatus Champion, so you could gain life. And it was just, it was a really, it was deep. It. it was a really deep deck. Um, but that was the 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 first iteration, two iterations were both Hermit Druid and a Songs of the Damned combo deck. Um, what wound up happening with the Songs of the Damned deck is that I just took too much life to be able to realistically draw any number mm-hmm. of cards with Necrologia. So it just wasn't good. You'd cast it for five and draw like four cards. And okay. then it just, well, you tried. That's, that's the important thing. <laughs> I tried really hard. I bought all the cards for it and then I play tested mm. it in paper. And I was like, I played, I think I played 10 games against a friend of mine and I didn't win a single one. And I yep, was like, this yep, is, I get- nope. Scrapping it. All right. <laughs> Back so, to the drawing board. With that being said, I, I, I really enjoy this deck. I think it's different. I think it attacks things at a different angle. Is there anything with this deck that you think like it's just a little bit more like what is the one card in this deck or one card for the deck that you really want to try and make work that you think it might push it forward in a significant way if you could just do it right um i uh Sorry, right, I asked yeah, some tough sure. questions here. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I really, I really think with the pre-modern card pool, um, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I've done all my research, but I really think that these are the mm-hmm. best. These are the best options for for this archetype. Uh, and I don't know. There are a few other cards that I want to try, um, particularly for the combo matchups. I really want to try for. I really want to try mm. forbid. Uh, in the sideboard, um, 
And I really want to, I kind of want to try compulsion uh, as another way to discard and draw uh, to kind of like dig a little bit. It's a little slow, um, but I, those are the two cards I kind of want to oh, give it a try. I have um, a card for you. But look up last rights. <sighs> I think that might fit what you're trying to do. Yep. That's uh yeah, that's pretty good. Uh that oh that's in the I remember yep, that being so last in the for those is three mana sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> uh discard X cards from yep. your hand. Um and then you is it look at that many cards at your opponent's hand and they discard or just reveal? No, they reveal just reveal their whole hand and choose that whole hand. many cards where yep. X where it equals X essentially. So that might be a card. Yeah, it's like a super, you know, in this deck, because you don't care about throwing your whole hand away, it's like a super duress. And being able to get uh, multiple pieces or just, you know, effectively mind twist them, get rid of their entire hand. Um, I can see that being, uh, that's a, also, right, that could be right up there with with Forbid. Um, that's there definitely this is definitely a card that I want to try. Uh, yeah, it's um, kind of like Sickening Dreams, but for the, for the combo mm. decks, instead of, you know, wiping the board instead of wiping the board you're wiping their hand away so it's i think i think yeah um i like that i like sickening dreams i think that's a natural fit um and i would try i would try um peter peter has been a favorite of mine that doesn't think i don't think it's played enough um but as far as ideas i think that does it for mine so Last words on this deck. Is this a deck when its current form you would you would take to any sort of event yet that's uh you know somewhat competitive, somewhat serious? Cause I think it has legs, to be honest with you. Oh, for sure. It definitely does. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I um if I were going to Lazarcon, I would I would be playing this. Um I can't make it unfortunately. I, I have something going on that weekend. But if I were going to Lobstercon, I I would be playing uh I would be playing Dredge at home. Yes. But I wouldn't be playing at home. I'd be playing at LobsterCon, so I would call it Dredge at LobsterCon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do think it does. Uh, I think there are some matchups where it struggles, but pre-modern is such a wide-open format. I don't think you can mm-hmm. be prepared for everything, um, but you can be you can be prepared for the things if you expect to play against it. Uh, and that's, again, one of the things I really like about this list and the sideboard and the colors that were in blue and black, you have great sideboard options. So I think because of the flexibility of the deck, even though it's really tuned, um, you know, you can remove uh, another shadow if you wanted to play uh, an undead gladiator, or you could take out a buried alive to play um, uh, intuition. You could play cephalid coliseums for explosivity. You can play cabal pits. I think, I think the deck is really flexible in the angle that you're trying to um, deepen uh, because it does attack from a couple, you know, one consistent angle, but the angle, you know, you have your psychotogs and your zombie infestation and your recursive threats. I just think it has a lot of, uh, a lot of potential to play a slightly different game. Um, I was telling my friends when I first played it, that it really felt sometimes felt like a mid range deck. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're just throwing cards in the graveyard and getting them back. That's not mid range. And I was like, well, you know, sometimes it does, especially post board when you're trying to play with your, your cyborg cards and, uh, time your, uh, annuls and cabal therapies and stuff like it, it, it really can. Um, and I think that's one of the things I, and one of the strengths I think of the deck. Um, and I have, it wasn't, um, 
you know, it wasn't like lobster con or 40 or 50 people, but I did take it to uh, an event at um, a, a local shop and uh, I did win with it. And I went undefeated on the whole day. So it was, you know, that was enough for me. That was enough for me uh, to be like, yes, this, this deck, depending, you know, what you expect to play. Is, Absolutely. Is, and then, uh, I know you're working on it. I know some other names are working on it. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, James, this is a uh, wonderful deck, yeah. but our last piece before we go, we do it with everybody. You get three questions. You tell me a card that is overrated in pre-modern, a card that is underrated in pre-modern, and a card that needs to be broken. You're on the spot. What you got? Okay. Uh, a card that is overrated in pre-modern, a card that is underrated, and a card that needs to be broken. Uh, let me see. Overrated, uh, I would say, uh, standstill. I think standstill is overrated. I think if you're playing the right deck, like, you you know, sometimes you just play into it and then they draw three cards and they could be three lands. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, you know, sometimes if you don't have to, if you're playing lands, like they play a a standstill and then they have to break their own standstill (laughs) and you get to draw three cards. So I think standstill is an overrated card. Uh, Underrated. um, hmm. Underrated. I would have to say. I can see that. Lake Spitter is nice. I think I more think potato, potato needs more love. I think the potato. I think the potato needs more love. It's obviously like a good card, right. but I'm surprised it doesn't see more play. It's it's very 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 powerful, uh, and a card that needs to be broken. Man, um, let me go look at my. I have a lot of I have a lot of decks being being tinkered with. Oh, a card that needs to there be broken. Mind see, slicer. That was part of my horror patriarchs bidding deck. <laughs> yep mind slicer needs to be broken i'm currently working on a list with diabolic intent mind slicer oh, thank god and avatar of will Share that with me when you get a chance and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it all, all right will. i will yeah mind, mind slicer, slicer is the card silly. that i think needs to be broken all right all right james well thank <laughs> you so much for taking about an hour out of your day to talk with me about this amazing deck uh for all my listeners give this deck a shot try it out uh, look it up. It's in the discords. It's it's a really fun deck. Um, so James, thank you for uh, kind of working on this and bringing it to the community. And uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Truly, yeah, yeah. It was a pleasure to to be on the show with you, and uh, I I appreciate it. And yeah, I'd love to see if anybody else is playing this deck. Give it a shot. If you come up with anything or find out if Putridip is good in it. Let me know. Uh, I'm very interested to see what the community can do with it because more minds. Absolutely. All right, James. Well, have a wonderful day to our audience. Have a wonderful day and evening. LobsterCon coming up. Um, Midwest Pre-Modern Championships coming up. A lot of different things coming up. Um, So all the content will continue to come. With that being said, take care, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you next time.